asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. His dad's on to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotten Views Podcast. Um, just want to say I am sorry for the week delay. Um, it's been a, a heck two weeks, three weeks. I think three weeks, actually, to be honest with you guys. And I should say hectic. I, I should say shitty. Shitty would be the best way to sum it all up. And the reason why I say it was shitty is because at first my daughter got sick, then me and my girlfriend got sick. Then I was feeling great for one single day one single day and i thought everything was turned around and then i decided to blow my eardrum or actually erupt my eardrum so i've been dealing with tendonitis and some dizziness and everything else that is related to your ear which is weird because i didn't think that was all different things that were related to the ear but um yeah uh i'm finally recording again uh before all this stuff happened i actually had two episodes already done up uh which have already gone out but yeah it's just been been kind of crappy the last three weeks i would have recorded sooner i don't know i would have got this episode all the time but after erupting my eardrum it was actually leaking blood so i didn't really want to have earphones on and it still feels weird to have earphones on right now as i'm recording but we're going to power through this we're going to get it done and we're just gonna you know do the best that we can and uh, get this episode out i want to get this episode out for halloween because it's a fun one and it's a movie i really love a lot but you know it is what it is and hopefully we'll get some more episodes planned ahead of time and this won't be an issue again at least that's my plan uh, there's a lot of things i want to get done but yeah i appreciate you guys for all coming back and i'm sorry it hopefully will not happen again but like i said that's just life for you and sometimes a lot of stuff just all happens at once uh, also with that happening too my my power cord on my xbox decided to blow up and catch fire that's that was fun too uh so that's been a fun three week and uh yeah it is what it is uh everything back to normal for the most part the the uh the ear's still messed up and apparently according to my doctor it's going to be that way for another three to four weeks so i'm just going to power through everything that i can do and do as much as possible while i am dealing with this because it's just weird hearing humming and buzzing in my ear 24 7 but it is what it is um so yeah as you see by the title above on this episode that you just clicked on that you're listening to right now we are going to be talking about ghostbusters from 1984 yeah it's a fun movie what can i say it's it's just it's uh star-studded you know we got bill murray we got dan Aykroyd, we got harold ramus uh Sigourney weaver we got rick moranis uh, ernie hudson there's um some other special guests like casey Kasem, and i think uh larry king is in there quickly for a little cameo like i said this movie came out in uh 1984 on june 7th just a couple days before my birthday that's pretty cool a uh, box office of two, two 
$295.2 million uh, with the featured song Ghostbusters, of course, by uh, Ray Parker Jr., I believe it is. Um, it's 86% of Google users like this movie. It's got a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's got 3.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd, which I thought was kind of low. But uh, a little quick rundown plot of this. After the members of, of a team of scientists, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, and Bill Murray, lose their cushy positions at a university in New York City, they decide to become Ghostbusters to wage a high-tech battle with the supernatural for money. They stumble upon a gateway to another dimension, a doorway that will release evil upon the city. The Ghostbusters must now save New York City from complete destruction. Uh, it's a movie done by Ivan Reitman as well. Uh, I'm going to hopefully get everything right here. I'm, I was hoping to do a little bit more because it was like going to be my Halloween episode. But uh, it is what it is. What other movies did Ivan Reitman do? Uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. I believe he also did Stripe. I could be wrong on that one. But he did Heavy Metal and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That's a fun one. We might actually have to do that for the uh, podcast at some point in time. Yeah, he did Stripes. He was a producer for Stripes. He also worked on the TV series Delta House, which I don't know anything about. He's also an executive producer on Cannibal Girls from 1973. The writers in this are actually Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. And apparently Rick Moranis has an uncredited writing uh, bit for this as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, tagline, here to save the world again. So something that's kind of funny with this, um, there's a scene later on with Louis Tully, um, that's Rick Moranis' character, when he's mingling with the prior guests, commenting on the price of the salmon, and so on and so forth. Uh, that scene is actually one continuous shot, and almost entirely improvised, which just shows you how good of an actor Rick Moranis was. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorites, and uh, he doesn't get enough credit for everything that he's done. You know, stepping away from the business to take care of his child or kids, I can't remember which one it is. But uh, definitely an actor that needs a little bit more credit given to him, because uh, he, he was great. He is great. I, I think he's making a comeback. He's not dead or anything. I don't know why I said he, he was great or whatever, but he's great. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. The following program is brought to you in living color. Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Hey, let me see a ghost. They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. <laughs> They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. Did you see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse 
of Spook Central. You want this body? Is this a trick question? Got your stick. Hold! Heat him up! Smoke him! Make him hard! Ready! Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. Anyways, the movie starts out with the classic old school library where we see our happy librarian doing her librarian duties. You know, she doesn't look happy at all. Uh, then she uh, goes downstairs to put some books away. And then we see some books moving on its own behind her as she's walking down the aisles. Then as she's walking down another aisle, all the drawers start opening. And I'm not sure what the papers are inside. They're like little cue cards. Um, they're paperwork of some sort. It all starts flying out. And then she starts running off scared. And then she screams as this bright light hits her in the face as she comes around the corner. And then the iconic theme music and title cover comes up which i think it's got a classic classic uh title font uh, i like how it just pops and it's very basic but also the music is great as well with this one then we cut and see uh bill murray's character peter vickman uh doing a test on a guy and a girl where they need to guess what's on the other side of this big giant playing card and if they guess wrong they get shocked only the guy gets shocked though because murray keeps telling the girl that she's rage time even though she's not right ever uh, the girl goes five for five and the guy starts getting nervous and starts sweating a little bit he's like murray's like it's okay you only got 75 more to go and the guy gets really pissed off about it and then the guy guesses pretty much the right symbol that's on the card and he he still gets shocked by Murray's like, no, nope, you're wrong. Sorry, dude. Uh, then the guy gets all pissed off and tells him, uh, Peter. I'm probably going to switch between calling them the real name and their the scripted name. So hopefully I'll try and keep it all on the same page. But if I don't, I'm sorry. Anyways, uh, Peter, he gets mad at Peter and gives him back his five bucks and storms off. And then uh, Ray, Dan Aykroyd's character, walks in, grabs some of the equipment because he's all excited because they got a call about ghosts. And uh, Peter's all pissed off because he's like you know I, I, I still got some more time with this girl i think i can get in her pants essentially they grab the green and run off to the library uh, to, to go get the footage on it uh peter is of course not really into the whole ghost hunting stuff because he doesn't seem like it's his kind of jazz his motivation to do and he thinks ray and egon are wasting their time with it as well uh, peter questions the librarian and asks um you know if she was on any drugs or drinking on the job or if there's any psychosis in her family or you know other mental disabilities you know, he's just trying to figure out if she's crazy or not, or if her story is real. Um, you know, he's probably not the nicest about going about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Then Egon has a reading saying the ghost is moving, so they move uh, downstairs to check for it. And they come up with this, uh, come down this aisle, and then there's this random stack of books just all standing in the middle of the aisle. And uh, Ray's like, oh, I smell something. And uh, Peter's like, yeah, of course, there's never any books standing like this at all. You know, this couldn't be a human. Then as they walk down the aisle, they see a bunch of the echoplasm goo all over the place and ray has to grab no it's peter peter has to grab something he's not very happy about it he gets it on his like his hand he's trying to wipe it off on the book and he has it on his shoes and he's trying to wipe it off on the bookshelf as well then they started uh, following the readings to track down the ghost and then that's where we see this librarian ghost hovering around then peter asks them well what are we going to do and they have no ideas as to what to do and uh, then peter goes over to talk to the ghost and she tells him to shh 
because you know in the library of course and then they go back to huddle again and then they start to move a little bit closer to her and ray yells um for them to get get her pretty much and she changes into a scarier version of herself and they run away scared uh almost shitting their pants probably then peter's making fun of ray for his plan you know, oh yeah that's a good plan let's you know yell get her at her and then run away scared then egon speaks up about his plan on catching the ghost then they get back to the office and the dean is emptying out the office because their grant is now canceled and they're pretty much getting kicked off the campus and you know because their their science testing that they're doing is resulting in nothing and the dean in the school pretty much just thinks it's a way for peter to try and get in the pants of some of the college university girls which he's not wrong because uh he's he's uh he likes to chase after that tail ray's freaking out about being kicked out because he doesn't know what he's going to do now and then peter's like you know this is our destiny this is just a calling from god for us to go into business together and then we see the three of them putting down uh i think it's a third mortgage on ray's family home so they can start their own business now and then we see them shopping for a spot and egon is shooting it down because of the structure and it says saying that this old fire station should be condemned and then R ray rides down the fire pole and he's going on about how great the spot is right in front of the realtor and she's smiling like oh yeah you guys don't like it huh and he's like okay i guess we'll take it then then we see uh, dana coming home I, th I think that's her name right yeah dana uh and she's being nagged by her friendly, lovely neighbor, Lewis, played by uh, Rick Moranis. Moranis. Did I say that wrong? Uh, it's fine. Anyways, uh, he's just this friendly, lovely neighbor who you can definitely tell has something with her or wants to have something with her or he's just super lonely and just wants a friend. Um, but yeah, his stick is always getting locked out of his apartment because she goes back into her apartment and he's, you just see him trying to open his door. He's like, God damn, I locked myself out again. And then inside Dana's apartment, we see the first Ghostbusters TV commercial. These guys are really working fast because they literally just got their fire station and they already got a tv commercial recorded edited produced and on the air within a couple hours by the looks of it then as dana's putting her groceries away the egg curtain opens up on the counter and the eggs start to boil because they're cooking on the countertop and they start bubbling and everything and then she hears a growl come from her fridge so she opens it up and then inside her fridge is like a portal to another dimension then we see them we cut back to the ghostbusters fire station we see them putting up a ghostbuster sign at the fire station and then ray shows up with this beaten up echo one which is i think white and gray or gray and black and it looks like piece of crap he's like well, it just needs new suspension new rudders new brakes new tires so then it's a little bit of this a little bit of that pretty much everything but it's fine uh then peter asks the secretary um janie the guy in calls or something and she says no at all and he's like well can you type something up because you know we're paying for this equipment can you actually you know like do your job we're paying for you too so can you like make it look like you're actually working please because that would help me out then we see dana walking into the building as we see ray laying across the head of the echo one just trying to work on it and he kind of looks around like oh there's another girl in here huh weird uh dana talks to the secretary and then peter hears a girl's voice so he comes running out of his little back office area and jumps right over the little little divider wall that they got they then take dana and attach her up to this machine to find out if uh she's you know lying or not about what's going on this is essentially a giant lie detector machine but i think it's hooked up to her head so i'm not sure how that works i thought it always hooked up to your fingers but whatever anyways we also find out she hasn't been home in the past two days because she's scared to go home because of everything that's going on uh, and then egon and ray get ideas on what on what they want to check out like they want to check the the building and they want to check out uh i think the name and then peter's like you know i'm gonna go check out dana i mean i'm gonna go check out her apartment uh, she's going to be there because I'm going to take her there, and I'm going to, I'm going to check her apartment out and not just her 
but mainly her in the apartment too i guess while i'm in in there i, I might as well do that too then we see uh, peter walking around the apartment with this you know ghostbuster technical piece it's like a radio with uh, like a pump machine on the side of it um then dana says peter seems like he's more of a game show host than a scientist and he kind of just looks at her like i don't know if i should say thank you for that or be upset about that i'm not really too sure on that one they make their way into the kitchen and he goes to check the fridge and then he slowly opens up the door and he's like wow look at that you eat all this junk food i'm weird you got this kind of figure you eat all this junk food we see some old cans of coke and i think there's perrier and some other stuff in there some honey and whatnot and she's like no there was there was a portal here like two days ago i don't know where it is now but yeah i drink all that stuff and i eat all that junk food but that's fine but there was a portal here to another dimension i swear to god then peter goes on about how all he does is work and how he has nothing to do when he comes home he goes on about being madly in love with her and then dan says uh he's so odd so then pierre says he's going to prove himself to her as she kicks him out of the apartment then back at the fire station they are eating to celebrate their first and maybe last customer and then the phone goes off for another case the alarm goes off and they're all sitting around the table like oh shit that means we gotta get dressed and we gotta go uh they ride the fire pole down and they get all geared up and we hop into the echo one that's fully finished now fully painted and everything's ready to go on they make it to this big fancy hotel and they're met by one of the workers and the issue they are having is on the 12th floor uh they wait for the elevator and some guy's like well what are you guys doing he's like uh we're exterminators oh we're exterminating cockroach big cockroach eat your head off they get in the elevator and they're holding it for him he's like nah you know what i'll wait you guys go up by yourself you know i'll you guys go handle that cockroach. They're talking to the elevator about being nervous, you know, seeing they all have unlicensed nuclear accelerators on their back, and they, they flick on rays, and then the Egon and Peter kind of move off to the side a little bit nervous that's going to, like, blow up in their face. Anyways, while they're on the 12th floor, they're looking for the ghost, and then the cleaning lady comes around the corner and scares them, so they literally blast her cart, and she's like, what the hell are you guys doing? Oh, sorry, we, we thought you were something else. Um, you, you good? Uh, I'm sorry you got more of a mess to clean up now, but at least it's uh, job security for at least they then decide to split up to search for the ghosts then ray walks around the corner with smoke in his mouth and we see slimer munching down some leftover food on the cart or maybe maybe someone's dinner. i don't really know uh ray goes to blast him but only catches the side of the wall on fire and totally misses slimer and slimer just you know flies away and then we see uh, peter using his walkie-talkie to get a whole raid is a ghost right in front of me he is green and slimy looking and Ray's just like you know don't worry about it. he's friendly he's not gonna hurt you just don't move or don't do anything and Slimer just comes straight at him knocking Peter on the ground and sliming all over him and Ray comes around the corner he's like what happened he's like he's, he gooed me he slimed me he knocked me over he came right at me I don't know what I don't know what you want me to tell you then Egon calls for them to come downstairs because now Slimer is in the ballroom area. They're watching Slimer fly around the nice big fancy chandelier and they go in to blast him but they blast the chandelier and it falls down and Ray's like, ah, that's my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Peter's like, it's okay. The table caught it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Then Egon says, oh yeah, just just so you guys are aware, let's not cross the streams because that'll kill us essentially. It'll, it'll make all our particles go away and bye-bye. Then we see them trying to work as a team to catch Slimer as they are destroying the room in the process because they're just wrecking everything 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 that they see then uh ray throws down a trap and they blast slimer and slowly bring him down to the trap and they catch their first ghost and they have a reason to celebrate now they come out of the ballroom with the trap in hand and it's smoking and then peter comes up with the, you know the fees He's like, so it's going to be like four thousand for this a thousand for that so it's going to be about five thousand dollars like i said oh that much money i i'm not going to pay you then and Ray's like, all right we'll just take him back into your ballroom and we'll let him go and uh he can do whatever he wants to do the guy's like okay i'll pay you don't don't worry about it. We'll, we'll we'll get the money situated let me see a bunch of news reports going on 
on about uh, ghost settings and then of course we have the iconic theme song coming back in and montage roles and we see like uh, Larry King talking about it and at one point Case and Kasem comes on for a cameo on the radio to discuss it and at one point Ray's having this dream being visited by a ghost and then the next thing you know we see his pants being undone and him like falling back in bed we could just assume what's happening there i'm not going to go into detail about it but you know if you want to look it up go ahead and look it up you know you're not going to see anything graphic but the uh the context is there then we see winston showing up for an interview with the secretary as she's asking him what he believes in you know ufos and this and that he's like hey if it comes with a paycheck i'll believe in anything as long as it pays my bills ufos bigfoot sasquatch uh, mothman yetis i don't care ghosts yeah i'll believe in it all as long as it pays my bills and then uh secretary's like you know this is uh, winston's he's here for the job interview and he's like yeah you're hired i'm too tired for this crap let's just you know you got the job you're good don't worry about it then we see peter showing up to see dana or maybe we should say he's stalking her because he shows up at her like recital and she's asking him if he's got any information on her case and he's like well why don't we just talk in private you know we'll hang out thursday for dinner and stuff and we'll discuss it then and then he tells her that zulu is a demigod and he wants to talk to her about it on thursday when they have dinner and whatnot then we see uh ray showing winston where to store the ghosts and how to you know set the traps up and everything and you know this is where the trap goes and how everything is and light is green means the ghost is clean i believe this is the exact line for when putting the trap in and you know transferring it over into the containment center then we see uh walter peck who's this like environmentalist health guy who's a perk show up to do an inspection and then walter starts questioning peter uh, you know like what kind of doctor are you and where the ghost stored and he wants to see where the ghost is stored and he's like well no you didn't say the magic word and he's like well what's the magic word and he's like please so walter says it and he's like nah i'm not gonna still let you see it unless you got him in with a search warrant because uh you don't have any reason to see it so i'm not doing it peter tells him pretty much much to go away and come back with a search order and then we see the rest of the guys in the basement and egon's mentioning how they're running out of space to hold the ghosts and the containment center is going to break down because pretty much you know you take this twinkie and make it like 43 feet long and that's how many ghosts you have stuck in the containment center then we see uh, on top of the apartment building um it's starting to thunder and two of the gargoyle dogs that they have up on top of this uh, apartment complex are starting to break and come to life then we see uh, dana sneaking by lucy's apartment as we hear the music playing because he's having a party and as soon as she gets by his door he literally opens up the door he's like you know why don't you come over you know we're having a party and stuff and it's gonna be fun and there's lots of people here to talk to and she's like well i, I don't want to be rude but you know i have a date he's like oh you got a date she's like yeah i got a date he's like well that's okay you, you can bring bring him over too we, we can all party together and she's like okay and she goes into her apartment of course he gets locked out of his own apartment he's banging on the door saying you know it's lewis let me in it's my home please let me in and then uh, dana's in her apartment on her on the phone with her mom and that's when we see this bright light shooting from behind the like kitchen door i assume it is and then arms come out of the couch and grab or the chair that she's sitting in and they like, grab her arm grab her face so she can't scream and literally the door opens up and there's the demon dog from the top of the apartment just standing in the doorway and then the chair just gets dragged right into that room and she disappears then over at lewis's party uh lewis is going on about how much money he saved on various items and we see him doing you know his best white man can't dance moves and then there's a knock on the door and it's uh ted and annette showing up to the party and he takes her jacket and he goes on about ted and annette for a little bit but i 
don't really remember much of what he said. But he goes to throw the jacket into his bedroom because that's where he's keeping all the jackets. And there's a demon dog on his bed. And it hits the dog in the face. And he sh slams the door shut. And as as he's walking away, we hear the dog growling. But he's like, okay, guys, who brought the dog? You know you guys shouldn't have brought the dog. And then the demon dog breaks out the door and crashes through his table. And he's like, oh, crap, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk to somebody about this. And he runs away as the demon dog is chasing him. He runs through the apartment building, runs past like the bellhop guy as he's laughing, you know, screaming bear. And then the demon dog runs past him or past them and they kind of get shocked. I don't know if they can see him or if they just feel it going by because at certain parts, it doesn't seem like people can see the demon dog coming up here is actually one of the parts uh, because Lewis runs up to this fancy restaurant and he's banging on the glass for help. And then he turns around and he sees the demon dog and he's like, oh, you're cute. Maybe I'll, s I'll see if I got any wishbones or anything. And then we just hear him screaming and dropping to the ground but we don't see the demon dog from the people's perspective because they, they look over and they just see him falling down on the glass and then they go back to eating i don't know if that's because they can't see him or because the dog's already possessed lewis is possessing lewis by i'm not really too sure which one it is it's probably just because he's possessed by now but i just thought it was kind of weird then we see uh, peter showing up to the apartment building he going up to dana's apartment he's looking around at lewis's apartment he's like oh that's weird cops are here stuff's kind of broken and then uh he knocks on her door she opens up and she's like uh, asking him if he's the key master. And he's like, uh, not that I know of. And she slams the door shut in his face. He's like, that's weird. Knocks on the door again. Asks the same thing. He's like, yeah, I, I guess I could be. So th then he goes inside. Then we find out she's possessed by Zul. And she asks him if he wants her body and throws him down the bed. He's like, you know what? I have a guideline to have no sex with a possessed person. And it sounds like there's already at least two people inside you right now. So it sounds like it's pretty crowded. So how about we do this another time then? Peter tries to talk to Dana and then the voice changes and he mentions how nice of a singing voice Zulis or Zulis, I think is what he calls her has. And then, uh, she starts to levitate off the bed and then she rotates and she's face down and he's looking up like crawling underneath her and looking up at her he's like oh this is weird let me see uh, Lewis running around town crazy in search for his gatekeeper and then he starts talking to a horse and asking if the horse is the gatekeeper and the it's like a, a horse ride or a carriage ride and the guy's like no no you know you gotta talk to me if you want to ride not the horse and then he whispers to the horse just wait for the sign all the prisoners will be free when they happen then the paddy wagon shows up to the Ghostbusters headquarters because they caught Lewis and they put him in a straight jacket. He's like, you know what? I didn't really want him in the uh, the drunk tank with all the other people. So uh, can you guys can you guys deal with him? Because you know you deal with ghosts, so maybe you deal with crazy people as well. Uh, Egon takes Lewis into the building and starts running some tests on him. And he keeps going about he is the key master and that he starts rubbing pizza on the side of his face for some reason. Uh, Egon stops talking to him for like a second. He picks up some pizza and starts rubbing it on the side of his face, and it's kind of weird. Then uh, Peter calls Egon to say that Dana is the gatekeeper, and then Egon mentions how he has the key master in the headquarters right now. Uh, Peter has doped Dana up so much that she's going to be apparently knocked out for a little while so he can get away for a couple minutes. Uh, then we see Ray and Winston driving around town in the Echo 1. Ray is going on about the building because he's got like the blueprints for Dana's building in hand and apparently he's finding some weird things up with the structure of the the building and how everything's set up and now we cut to the next day and we see some cops in the health safety prick uh, Walter or whatever his name showing up to the Ghostbusters headquarters with a paperwork and a search warrant because he's a dickhead the prick tells them to shut off the machines in the basement e Egon tries to warn them he's like you know you don't want to do that it's going to cost a lot of accidents and whatever happens we're not going to be uh, held accountable for it and uh, you're going to free everything that's caught inside the chambers as well if you do that and they don't want to listen at all and then the the mechanic guy that they bring with them to shut everything down he's like you know I 
I really don't think I want to do this, actually, to be honest with you, with everything that they're saying. Maybe we should just, you know, leave it alone how it is, you know, and not turn it off. And then they start having a yelling match back and forth with each other. But then they, uh, the, as soon as they shut it off, the guy's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I knew it was a bad idea, but you didn't want to listen to me. And then everything starts to smoke and the roof blows off of the building. And then we see this, like, pink light shoot over into the sky. Then the prick tries to tell them they're arrested because he's blaming them for the explosion and that they're going to hurt the environment now that this explosion's going off and all these chemicals are getting into the air again. Then we see the gatekeeper, Dana, waking up, and then we see the town filling up with various ghosts as the keymaster, Lewis, makes his way through the city trying to find the gatekeeper. Uh, then we see the guys all thrown into the holding cell at the police station. Then Ray is showing them the blueprints of the building that Dana lives in. He says the building is a super antenna to connect to the other dimension and that they believe the building is the door to the other world. Then we find out the guy who built the building building was actually like a cult leader and there was various uh rituals that were done on the roof of the building and then uh carl from family matters actually shows up to get the guys out of their holding cell he's playing the cop as well again then we cut to see the key master meeting up with the gatekeeper and they start making out uh just like lewis want but you know lewis isn't really there to witness this because he's a demon and he's possessed right now at this point in time and then this door opens with uh stairs leading up and they just head up the stairs then we see the uh, police bring the ghostbusters into the mayor's office and that's when the prick walter peck is trying to throw them under the bus and ray mentions how uh things were fine till dickless turned off the system and let all the monsters out then the uh, ghostbusters all speak up saying how the end of times are coming if they don't uh stop it now it's, it's going to be too late if they don't get a chance to stop it now and worst case if nothing happens they all get put back into jail and it is what it is then we cut to see the army showing up in a police escort for the guys in the echo one to make it to Dana's apartment building because that's the main headquarters where all the bad stuff is happening. Uh, they make it to the apartment and Peter's too busy with the crowd outside the building because he's like, ah, we're famous now. People love me. People love me so much. I'll give you autographs and pictures later. Don't you worry. Uh, they look up in the sky and we see a black storm cloud and some dark purple lighting as the building slowly breaks and the guys fall into the sinkhole in the ground as everything's starting to rupture and crumble. Then they slowly climb out of the hole. Uh, looking a bit confused and Peter starts take, uh, talking it off like, yeah, no big deal. We're, we're Ghostbusters. We deal with this all the time. And the crowd starts getting up and going wild again and they're all excited about the ghostbusters uh they go inside but of course the elevator is off order so they have to climb up the stairs and they got to make it to like floor 22 and peter's like can you let me know when it's floor 20 he's uh, Ray's like, yeah, sure, why? I'm going to puke then, okay? Anyways, they make it to the 22nd floor, and at the end of the hallway, into Dana's apartment, and we see uh, Lewis and Dana are on the top of the building now. Uh, but yeah, when they make it into Dana's apartment, there's actually, like, no apartment there at all anymore. It's pretty much all gone, and then Ray sees a random set of stairs. He's like, what's what's that? And he's like, I don't know, it goes up. So Peter goes to go up first, and then he hears some grumbling. He's like, you know what? You guys, you guys can go up first. I'll fall behind you. You know, you guys go up first. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the purple light and everything that's that's fine too it's okay they make it up the stairs and then we see dana and lewis on various uh podiums getting hit with the purple lightning then right in front of their eyes dana and lewis get changed into these devil dogs again and they head off to this like portal area to stand on different podiums uh the guys go to check it out and we see a door open and then we see gozer come out uh, and peter tells ray to go handle gozer and he slowly makes his way up the stairs and tells gozer you know good evening uh can you go back to a different dimension now and you know leave new york city alone please i really appreciate that and gozer asks ray if he's a god and uh, you know he says no and then gozer shocks them all and tells them to die and then you know they're all knocked down a little bit and then winston yells at ray he's like next time someone asks if you're a god you 
you just lie and say you are so we don't have this issue to deal with. The guys get together to try and shock Gozer, but she moves out of the way. Uh, then they try again and she vanishes and Ray thinks, you know, he's, he's after away, guys. You know, what are we going to do now? And then uh, Egon says, this looks uh, bad and that, you know, everything's not done. And then everything starts to shake as the building breaks some more and then Gozer starts to talk from like the sky area and Gozer tells them to choose the destructor and Peter says they're not you know they're not thinking of anything there's no need for this we're not we're gonna you know empty out our minds and then Gozer says the choice has been made and Peter's like you know we didn't make a choice none of us made a choice and he's talking to Egon and Winston and then he looks at Ray and Ray's like I couldn't help it it just popped in there and then they hear something coming you know something big coming through the city and Peter looks over at Ray and Ray says it's the state puff marshmallow man you know it's like a giant godzilla version i just tried to think of the one thing that i loved as a kid that would never hurt me and it was a stay puff marshmallow man and then we see the guys blasting the stay puff marshmallow man and setting him on fire and then uh peter makes a joke that stay puff is a sailor and all they need to do is get him laid and he'll be happy then egon has a plan it's a slim chance they will survive but he wants to cross streams to destroy the gozer portal uh, and they start blasting across streams and then the entire top of the building blows up and pieces of the stay puff marshmallow man come crashing on the ground on top of all the people below you know covering everyone then we see the guys on top of the building covered in the stay puff cream stuff and they're looking at the wreckage on top of the building and then we see a hand coming out of the like charcoal body of the dog and they find dana and then we hear lewis screaming off in the background hey guy can someone turn the lights on please because he's got the dog head stuck on his head and he's wondering what happened uh lewis looks around and says wow the superintendent's really gonna be pissed off about this and then he asks them yeah, who does your taxes guys and then ray's like well you're in luck you know you can do our taxes and we're going to take some test samples of your brain and everything else who so, uh we'll work on this together and you know you help us we'll help you then we see uh, winston screaming how he loves his town and then we see peter and dana kissing in front of the crowd down the ground and then the uh the theme music starts playing and the end credits all start to roll in we see all the characters and all their names and then of course at the very end slimer comes flying through to eat the screen and then the actual end end credits for everything else start rolling and that's the end of the movie and like i say i love this movie this is a childhood favorite of mine uh i used to always watch this with my parents and i can't i i don't think there's anything about it that i don't like it might just be the nostalgic side of things but for me on the rotten scale this is a perfect 10 out of 10 movie for me just because it's got you know that action the comedy and everything else i wish there's a little bit more ghosts in it but it's cool i think it plays out really well and it, it doesn't feel like it drags on at all and i love this movie can't say enough about it which brings us to our movie we're going to watch next uh, we're going back to tubi for a little bit we're going to watch some movies that are in the leaving now section and the first one up is going to be from 1983 it's going to be war games i'm pretty sure i haven't done it already i'm going to double check to make sure i know i watched it a couple months ago but i don't think it was for the podcast so we're just going to double check that and uh you know if it is it is uh we'll pick a different movie in editing and i'll just say how stupid i am for not knowing what movies i've done and haven't done but we'll just chalk it up to the uh, the ruptured eardrum and we'll call it a night um as always make sure to check out my uh, all my socials at typhonstein and you can do that route and views podcast there's the instagram and the twitter but i have or not the twitter the tiktok i haven't been updating those too much i haven't been updating much of anything too much lately uh but yeah definitely check out my art on my social medias at typhonstein you know instagram 
on Facebook. Uh, check out the YouTube page at Typhonstein. Um, the links will be all down below. But I've been working on that a lot lately as well. Uh, I'm getting back into drawing now that my ear is actually not leaking because I was really worried about working on artwork and having stuff drip out of my head because literally it was leaking for a good week almost, which really, really is annoying, especially when you're trying to sleep. Uh, but yeah, we got artwork coming up. There's more anime-inspired artwork because I found out that's my actual niche that actually gets views on YouTube for whatever reason. Uh, so I'm just going to work with that. I enjoy anime artwork, so it's, uh, you know, it gives me a reason to get back into that because I haven't done a lot of that stuff for a couple years. So uh, we still got the portraits coming out and we're still filling up that sketchbook. So we got that going as well. And yeah, we're going to have more episodes coming out. And I'm going to try and plan stuff ahead. And I still got the YouTube videos and whatnot for the Let's Plays that I got edited and the podcast episodes. So yeah, there's a lot of content that's going to be coming out. I'm going to be, you know, uh, flushing that uh, YouTube page pretty much. Uh, it's going to be flush with content. I don't know if flush is even the right word, but it is what it is. Uh, also, we're going to switch it up for the outro music this time. Uh, I'm probably going to have to cut it out of the YouTube video, but for it being uh, th this episode being Ghostbusters, we're going to put a clip of the Ghostbuster music in the outro, uh, just because I think it's, you know, it's needed. But like I said, with the YouTube video, it's probably going to be cut out. So, oh well, just for copyright reasons, I don't want to get any claims on it. So yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. And make sure if you can, leave a review, a rating, hit that share button, hit that follow, subscribe button. I appreciate it all. Uh, if you want to suggest any movies, uh, at the Rotten Reviews Podcast or RottenReviewsPodcast at gmail.com. I'm a little bit uh, rusty on this because it's actually been three weeks now since I've actually done a recording. Uh, just because everything that's going on, maybe two and a half weeks. But whatever. It is what it is. And I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Afraid of no ghosts.